Hello, people. I think we are live. Hello, 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 hello. How is everybody doing? Hopefully well on this fine Monday night. Pre-World War Three, mid-World War Three. some people may say. Um, yeah, I'm just getting stuff sorted out now. I've got the, got the WhatsApp open. I've got no calls scheduled for today. However, I'm fluid, you know what I mean? I am, um, but the hell, I always forget how, like, tall the neck is of the guy before me. Probably not his neck in particular, just his body in general. He's quite tall, so I always have to, um, lower the microphone. But yeah, how is everybody doing? Hopefully everyone's... Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Hopefully, oh, just whack me either. Oh, it's going terrible at the start. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, everybody's doing okay. We're gonna get into it right now. Um, hello, boys and girls, and welcome back to another show of Jack Knows Best, the ironically but also accurately named radio show where you guys send in your problems and I answer them very poorly. The show where the advice is 100% genuine, 60% right. And that's a guarantee. Hello again. And I hope everybody is doing fine on this wild, wild Monday night. It's absolutely thrilling. Um, I am doing amazing myself. Thank you for asking. We're back again. It feels so soon. To be honest, I feel like I could have waited a little longer. You know, kept just desiring it a bit more. I'm joking, of course. I literally cannot wait for Mondays again now. For this exact reason. Me sitting in this very uncomfortable chair, talking shy for an hour, whilst people with nothing better to do listen. It's my idea of heaven, if you ask me. I have missed it, and this has kind of made my weeks just go so quick. I don't, I don't think it is because of that. It's probably something else, but <clears throat> it just... I feel like I just blink and it's Monday again. It's good. It's good, it's good. But it's not good when you get to Sunday and you realise, oh, fuck, I've not planned anything for the show tomorrow. But you know what? That's that's my issue. You guys don't have to worry about that. You just sit there and look pretty. And I'll um, I'll, I'll speak. Um, First of all, how was everyone's week gone? You know, feel free to drop me a DM. Tell me all about it. Maybe even your phone number if you would fancy a call as well. And, uh, you know, just tell me all about your week, and I will pretend to care, as I always do. The Instagram is at jfearon18, and that's how you can get involved. I will say to people DMing me stuff, you've got some stiff competition. I will say that. You know, I've had people tell me I've won, like, three iPhone 14s, like, in the past week, and I don't even think they've released the iPhone 14 yet, to be honest. Also got people telling me that they can give me a good time, and that I'll need to go to the bathroom after checking out their account. So, take of that as you may. <laughs> oh, got a bit of a raspy throat. It's been an eventful fucking week. Like, would you guys not agree? Um, Most notably, Tesco have upped their meal deal. What the fuck? Everton got fucked over by a corrupt ref on Man City's payroll. Same old, same old. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're on the brink of World War Three. That's also the, the main talking point of the week. It's so bad what's happening there, I can't even lie. Like, so bad. I've, like, I've watched so many videos of the soldiers and all the bombings and everything. It's heartbreaking, honestly. But, like, the thing is, no one's going to do anything. And this is what people don't understand. Nobody <clears throat> is going to go over there. Like, all these NATO countries, like the UK and America and all that, they're not getting involved. The UK isn't even accepting 
Ukrainian refugees, never mind going out to the fucking country to help. It's it's a simple reason too that they're not doing it. It's because Ukraine isn't in NATO. That's what people forget. People are like, oh, just send some soldiers in. They're not part of it. UK and Britain, oh, this is the same thing. Like, but um, the UK isn't gonna help a country who isn't part of that agreement. Because then all the other shit gets put into it. You know, all the other countries they have to get involved. Like, that's why you see America have sent troops to Poland. But that's only for the possibility that Russia will invade Poland. That's all. They don't give a shit about Ukraine. I don't even think... I don't even think they'd give them a couple of bullets. Never mind, like, send the whole army there. But anyways, enough of my passionate anti-war cry. I feel like a politics student. Or, you know, like I'm studying liberal arts or something. Um... Let's get into the show, shall we? But before that, we will briefly talk about how to, you know, submit your problems. I'm not going to go on over this. I um, I say this every week. I say I'm not going to go over it and then proceed to go over it. Instagram bio, got a link tree. It's all fancy, fancy wancy. Paid the intern like a quid, yeah. Quid an hour because, you know, interns shouldn't get paid, in my opinion. Um, So, yeah, they've sorted that out. And... That's it. You click on it, all these fancy colours pop up. Very easy to follow. Submit your problems, put your phone number in, some confessions. You do you. Hey, I'm not forcing anyone to do anything. It's a free country. Oh, shit. There's wires falling out all over the gaff. All right. Didn't get to do this last week, but I'm going to do it now because I just got it sorted before the show, and you guys probably know what it is, but if you don't, you're going to get to know. Jack. Yeah, that was the jingle. I'm surprised nobody messaged me saying how much they missed it because I was I was almost in bits after the last show when I found out I couldn't get it sorted. But yeah, that's the famous show. I always say this, but isn't it hard to believe that like I like wrote, produced, composed that all on my own? It is very difficult to believe, almost impossible. Some people would say, who knows? But yeah, we're going to get into the problems now. We're, we're trying to get into them a bit more hastier because I can understand sometimes I do kind of just talk about the same shit over and over. There's only so many different things you can say in an introduction. But you know what I mean? <clears throat> we move. And we move into the first problem, coincidentally. So, my boyfriend farts everywhere at any time. He has no shame whatsoever. He farts when we sleep together and it stinks. After he farts, he laughs <laughs> and thinks it's the funniest thing ever, just like that. It's not. I'm embarrassed because he even farts in parties and says he farted out loud. If he keeps farting, I have to leave him. How can I talk to him about this? Okay, personally, this might sound controversial. It might be an unpopular opinion. I don't see a problem with this. I think it's actually very natural. Everybody out there farts. And if you say you don't fart, then you're chatting shite. No pun intended. Because everybody farts. Your dog farts and dog farts stink. You fart. Your mum farts. Your dad farts. Your kids fart if you've got kids. If you're a teen mum, your kids fart. Everybody 
does it. I've said far that much that it doesn't even sound like a real word anymore. Everybody does it, and it's quite funny. You know, it gets laughs. I thought, and I laugh at myself. I can be in a room on my own, and I'll let one rip, and I'll be like, that's funny. You know, if you if you fart out loud and proper, like, stink one out, it just, it's just, like, comedic. It's comical. You know, especially around around a girlfriend or a boyfriend. I just, I don't know. It's, just, it's funnier when it's around them. It is always better around people. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you do one around your mates... It's just it's just a laugh. Everyone will laugh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've had some really stinky ones recently. Like, very recently, like, really, really bad. Like, I've had some where I've done it, and I've been in, I've been in my bedroom all on my own, I've done it, and I've smelled it, I'm like, fucking hell. Like, it's like rancid, you know what I mean? It's like, if someone took a shit and tried to shove it in my nose, that's how strong it was. But, like, I never really get disgusted in myself. I'm almost, like, proud. It's almost like, you know, if someone just scores a 50-yard screamer, you're not really mad. You're just like, wow, that's impressive. That's that's the best way I can describe it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've also had some out loud ones. I have. I have. I can't lie. Especially in, like, public places, you know, like uni and stuff. It's one of them where... You'd think it's quiet. Everyone's done this. You'd think you're going to, you know, obviously you're going to fart. You know because you feel the ripples in your fucking, your stomach. You feel it go all the way down to your your little brown hole. And you know you're going to fart, but then you just kind of, just like the way you squeeze your cheeks, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to ease this one out. But now it is a loud, like, did I just do a fart sound on it? Yeah, I did. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's loud and it's loud enough to be noticed and people do notice and then people look and it's, um, you know, it's awkward. It's really embarrassing because people see it and it's just one of them things. But farting when you're not in control is um, quite embarrassing. What I mean by that is like, it's when you fart and you're almost nervous that you farted. Like if you fart and you own it, then there's no issue. But if you're kind of nervous already and you fart, then that's that's where it goes over. Like, it's. I think it's really bad when you do do that parties. And I think the the person in question does need to understand that the farter that is not the person writing this. They need to understand that when you do that parties and say it out loud yourself, it just it's bad. It's like when you fart in public, the whole point is discreetness. And when you say it out loud that you've done it, you just, you defeated the purpose of it. The mission is blown, you know, you compromised, abort. <laughs> it's like, the whole point is um, discreetness. That's the whole thing when you're doing it in public. Trust me, I'm a master at it. I can fart and blame it on someone else and everyone will believe the other person. I've, I've, I've done it and I've got away with the crime, trust me. But even as an avid fart lover... I can see that it would be a little much after a certain point. And to be honest, I think you just tell him. You know, sometimes you have just got to be upfront and honest. Give him the facts and the consequences. Say, this is what you're doing. It's embarrassing. It's even more embarrassing when you, like, proudly own up to it. In a party with a lot of people that you don't know but I know. You know what I mean? 
it's it's not great, especially for you. And then you need to understand. You need to or tell him rather that it reflects badly on you as well. And he needs to understand that possible solutions. I mean, you can't just tell someone to not fart, but maybe step outside every time you need to fart. Sometimes not possible because I've farted and then two seconds later realized that I needed to fart. Do you know what I mean? Like it's I've already farted before I realized I needed to fart. So you can't really just like you can't always feel it coming and then go outside you can maybe change your diet i am clutching straws here like but you can change your diet you can maybe go go vegan eat some um eat some i don't even know what vegans eat grass some cocoa beans something like that you can wear a coffee filter i don't know i don't know why that just popped into me maybe like all right this is why this is what i'm thinking so you know for like a coffee filter you pour coffee in and then it kind of like drains it out like a like a sieve what I'm thinking is get like a tiny little circle, like an arsehole freshener, and then you put it right over it, and then whenever they fart, the fart will pass through, and um, it'll freshen it up maybe. Don't know, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if that exists, really. I have just came off, came up with it off the dome, but if it doesn't exist, I am going to pattern it right now because that's a million dollar idea there. I'm going straight to Dragon's Den with that. But yeah, I've talked about farts for so long. Um, I didn't even think you could have that many words associated with farts. But yeah, everybody farts. And I guess you can't really control how much or what situations you fart in. Next question. As a listener of your show for quite a while now, I've noticed that you seem to have a permanent character on your show, which is Max P, a.k.a. Royal Mailboxes Shagger. So I have two questions to ask you. Number one, what piece of advice would you give Max P as you know him, as you know so much about him now? Number two, do you have some sort of fetish or fantasy with Max P since he's on your show so much? Question three, who do you love more, Max P or Aleph? Um, There's actually two questions that they've asked, but they've written three. But you know what, I'm feeling nice, so I'm going to give the third question as a bonus one, even though you haven't specifically asked for it. So... As a long-term viewer of the show, you will know who Max P is. <clears throat> but you'll also understand that it's not a specific person. It's not like an entity. It's a placeholder, if you will. It's it's a figure that symbolizes chaos and just everything weird and wrong in the world. If someone gets shagged by a horse or, you know, shits on a bench or shaves the pubes in a public toilet, we will refer to them as Max P. I don't really know why, but it just happens, and it seems to just fit perfectly. It just fits like a glove, if you will. So we just we call them Max P. I feel like an event can happen, and you can witness it. And even if you don't know the person, you be like, "Oh yeah, Max P did that." It's just, it's just kind of what it is. It's like an expression. But in addition to being like a placeholder word. I also can consider it as like a movement, you know, like a vision, an idea. It's also just a name you give to people who do stupid shit when you can't actually say the real name out loud. And um, that's the less eloquent way of thinking about it, but that is really what it is. As for advice, um, for an actual Max P that we've grown to know over the course of this show, think before you do. That's the biggest thing I can kind of say to you. You know, a lot of times doing stupid shit and then facing uh, the consequences 
all this stuff can be avoided quite easily. Just think, you know what I mean? Think before you do. Weigh it up with the pros and cons. You know, think about the consequences and then think about the benefits if you actually do do it. And most of the time, I feel like the consequences will outweigh them. Yeah. Um. What was the second question? Do you have some sort of fetish or fantasy? Yeah. Um. I don't really know, to be honest. No, no fetish, unfortunately. Like, I could, nothing springs to mind, believe it or not. But, yeah, one more thing about the advice from Max P, because you just popped into me head then. Maybe just ease up on the sexual stuff. You know, in the wrong hands, this information can be damaging to your future career. I mean, it's safe with me. You know, I'm I'm not telling anyone. I don't know anyone to tell. But if they do choose to tune in to, you know, all my Spotify episodes and listen to it themselves, then that's totally up to them. But you know what? I won't tell them if you don't. But all in all, Max P is a fun person, though, so um, keep being yourself, Max P, because people like fun people. That is a fact, to be fair. In in any form of life, people like fun people, these standouts, but only in certain doses. Yeah? Okay. Um, Last, like, little sub-question, if you will. Ayla for Max P. Well, all right. This is a bonus question, but you know what? I'm going to answer it. Max P can offer me many things Aleph can't. You know, in a physical sense, I'm talking as well. But Aleph does play with my hair while asleep. So for that reason alone, I'm going to have to choose Aleph. That was the deciding factor alone, unfortunately. Sorry, Max. All right, swiftly on. Got a little bit heated near the end of that question. Hey, Jack. I have some friends who do business studies at UOM, and every time I see them, they're either doing nothing, just laying on their bed, or playing FIFA or something. These same dons also occasionally claim I am not a person in STEM, when they are nowhere near the STEM title themselves. Any thoughts on clapped business students? Oh, this one. I have I've took this one and rant, so I'm going to have a little drink of water first, because this one, I really, really connected with this one on a spiritual level. One second. Okay, I have to re-up before I start this. Alright. <clears throat> um, before I uh, start really destroying some business students, I didn't even mean to. It's just kind of how it, how it panned out when I was thinking about this before the show. If any business students do want to, you know, write in or call in, you know, DMs are open, kind of defend yourselves because... Trust me, you need some fucking defending. There is no holding back here. Then, you know me, Instagram. Better still, if you're on a phone, you know, if you're on a phone call, put that down too, and we'll go. All right, so, I am, um, I'm glad light's being shone on it, because it almost seemed like something that people just ignored, when it is a very real issue that is plaguing our university experience. Business students have the least amount of work I have ever seen in a degree. I am pretty sure art students spend more time on their degrees than business kids. They go in, they start using fucking abbreviations for random shit, random business shit, like MS for money spent. Just say money spent. You're really not saving any valuable time here, are you? What what aspect of your lives requires 
them extra seconds for abbreviating very normal fucking business words, yeah? You know, they go into uni in, like, the uptight Manchester business school with your fucking purple panes of glass, you know, with a Pret or a Starbucks, and they learn about how to manage people. Like, come on now, surely there isn't many different ways you can tell a worker to do something. There is not multiple ways you can manage a person. You tell them to do it. If they don't do it, you tell them to do something else. That is literally it. I could have told you that for nothing. Yeah? There is no need to be going into the fucking psychology of it all. It's insane to me. In my opinion, a business degree to me is the same as putting NCS on your CV. It's almost like a nothing statement. It's almost like a like a standard like, a business degree is, like, getting a fucking A-level in catering. It's such just par. Just par, honestly. Not bad, not good, just par. I'm not even trying to be a degree snob, though. That's the thing. Like, and um, I have been accused of this massively in the past because I do do, you know, mechanical engineering. I'm an original STEM. I am the only Val in STEM. So I think that holds a bit of passion. But, like, there's a big difference. There's a big difference of being a degree snob. I'm complaining about how ridiculous their degree is. And in a weird way, I'm mostly just jealous of how good they have it. 10 credits for them is nowhere near 10 credits for anyone else, especially myself. I just submitted a lab lab report that I had, like, a week to do. It was a 20-page PDF, including, like, calculations, you know, by hand and on MATLAB. You know, 15 questions that required you to use MATLAB like a coding software. I had to write code and write functions to answer these questions. For how much of a module, you ask? 5%. 5% of a whole singular module. And meanwhile... Two of my business friends, yeah, who won't be named. We can call them both Max P if you like. That might actually be an accurate name, but whatever. Two of my business friends have half of a 20-credit module, so basically a 10-credit module. And for all 100% of that, so 10 credits, they have to write a report on a movie. That's it. A film report. They watch a film, and they write... I'm going insane because I'm speaking it out loud actually they write a review on a fucking film and they get 10 whole credits 10 fucking credits and i'm sat there like pulling me hair out for a five percent report oh it is mind blowing yeah <laughs> i've just got i've just got to basically then uh, a business degree is like thinking a job wants you because you signed up for being a prefect or went to the geography trip. And I feel like that's the best way you can describe it. Business business is ridiculous. Honest to God. I'm I'm in that position where I've got so much going on in my head, I can't even I can't even say it. So I'm not gonna say anything else. Do you know what I mean? So that movie report, just to go back onto it, because I've lost hours of sleep going over this shit. That movie report does not even have a hint, not even like an essence, not a fragrance of 
business element or anything else relevant to everyday life. It's mind-blowing, yet they still want to chime in and argue their degree is difficult. Get out of here. And that's all I will say, yeah? I could I could do a whole episode on why I dislike business degrees, but, you know, I haven't got the funding for that. All right, next question. Oh, I need to, need to cool down a sec, Jesus. All right, next one. I shagged this lad I know from Mansfield and genuinely I'm traumatised. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be able to recover. During the deed, he was calling me mummy. And after this finished, within about 25 seconds. And afterwards, he went to text his mum to let her know. How do I deal with seeing him again? Alright, so she shagged a, a cretin from Mansfield. And he called him mummy during sex and then texted his mum right after he did it. Um, how do you deal with seeing him again? Well, you don't. That's the thing. You just don't see him again. You shouldn't have saw him in the first place. Mansfield, that one word there, that's your first mistake. Yeah? That's your first mistake right there. That one word. Have you learned nothing from my show? Like, genuinely, have you... From the hours you've spent listening to this, or obviously lack thereof because you've done this, have you learned nothing? You stay far away from these people. They are bad news. But, you know, to try and... I'm tr- I'm trying to think of positives. You can at least say you've um, been with a man's dog. Not many people can say that. But I feel like that's more of a pro than a con, really. Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, a di- it's a difficult one because you can't really write off a whole area of England, but at the same time, you can. Do you get what I mean? Some people are into the mummy thing, though. I will. I'm. I'm not defending people who call girls mummy, especially in the bedroom, during you know the dance with no pants. But some people are into the whole mummy thing, and I can kind of see that. No, I can't see where they're coming from, but I understand how they can justify it. Because hear me out, Jesus, hear me out. If a girl can call a guy daddy, why can't a guy call a girl mummy? You know what I mean? Gender equality, people. Let's get this sorted out. It's 2022. If you want to call a girl mummy in the bedroom. Hey, that's that's you. You know what I mean? You do you. Uh, it would be weird if you acted like a baby, though. You know, like, I don't know, what do babies do? You know, ask to get his nappy changed, maybe give him some breast to feed on. But it, like I said, when it comes to the bedroom, it's, uh, you know, it's everyone's personal business. Once that door's closed, once the sock's over the knob, it's free reign. That's, that's my opinion. You know what I mean? When the doors are rocking, you don't come a-knocking. And that's a philosophy I've tried to live my life around. I don't judge. 25 seconds, though. 25 seconds is um, that's quite a long time when it comes to Mansfield people, I've heard. Like, that's including foreplay as well. 25 old seconds. Honestly, 23 of those 25 must have been him trying to take his Superman boxes off. 25 seconds is enough to make a girl fall asleep when faced with a Mansfield man in bed. But like I said before, though, you can always say you've been with a person from a place no one actually knows where it is in England. So for that title alone, you can kind of see it as a W. You know, been there, done that, got the disease, as the famous saying goes. Um, Just going back to this, to the original question, it is an interesting choice to, you know, text his mum after, though. Maybe to 
tell her <laughs> maybe to tell her that he slept with someone else that isn't here. You know, maybe that. So my advice is be careful because you might have a jealous mum coming after you pretty soon. Nah, I'm joking of course. I just think it's um I think it's quite sweet calling your mum. You know, Mum, mum, twenty five seconds. Yeah, yeah, no new record. It's amazing. You know, it's a nice bond and it's rare that you see that these days between a mother and a son. But um how to deal with seeing him again. You can always just not see him again. That is a possible option. But if you do like him, then just embrace it, you know what I mean? Fuck it. Hold his hand in public. Yeah, give him a piggyback down Oxford Road. Take him to Mackey's and order him a fish fillet and just fall in love over that gorgeous tartar sauce. Who said romance is dead anyways? Not me, that's for sure. Alright, we're going to go into the next one now. Um, This one is, I messed up my exams. Sad face. It almost makes me want to drop out of uni. More sad faces. Any advice, please? Um, signed, a very upset second year student. Okay. I feel like this one is sort of relevant because I actually get my results on Friday. I think um, I think it's Friday from semester one. Probably a, a lot of people get some results as well, except business people. They probably got just they probably got seventy just from turning up and bringing a pen with them. But anyway, this isn't a business question. Um, I'm gonna be real with you. Unless you are the train wreck of a first year, these exams are gonna be worse than last year's exam. Um, well, these results are gonna be worse than last year's results. That's just a fact. And I really wish it wasn't like that. But the facts are, that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, the in-person exams, you know, they were invigilated. Not to say that that makes a difference, you know, because everyone done them in exam conditions last time. But it's just that added level of just anxiety. I was the same. Sitting in fucking Armitage Centre at like 9.45 in the morning. Why you've got some sweaty lads walking up and down checking if you're cheating. That is stress. That's enough to make a grown man cry. Yeah. Especially when you pair it with the fact that a lot of us people haven't done that in about three years. Excuse me. I myself, I don't think I've had proper, proper invigilated exams in about three years. Since like year 12. And like that's, that's significant. Especially when you think our first exam in a good few years is a second year university exam. Because last year, let's be honest, no one could really form any techniques for exams. Every exam was open book and you'd had like very like nice time windows to submit them. So no one was drilling themselves in exam conditions because the lecturers basically said you didn't have to. It's not it's not plagiarism, it's not um malpractice. You just had that at your disposal, so you done it. And then you've got to consider that even this semester, especially for myself, some of my modules that I sat in-person exams for, I had online teaching for. Quite a few of my modules, I just watched videos every week. And then we had an hour where we went in there, and then if we had any questions, we just asked them. Half the time, I didn't know enough about the content to even formulate a question. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what they expected. And then you go there, and if he's, if you've not got questions, then he basically says it's pointless because the whole point of this is questions. It's It was so badly run. 
we had all the worst bits of uni which is exams without all the best bits i mean lectures isn't a best bit um i'm chatting a bit of shit there but you know what i mean if you have in-person exams you expect in-person lectures and vice versa online exams online teaching they should go hand in hand but last semester they didn't and once you kind of realize this and accept that it wasn't fair and you know you accept that you did the best you could in them situations then you might be able to form some peace with yourself i feel like you might be able to because that's what i did listen i don't i done um i done some of my exams and i was like fuck i walked out that exam all not knowing what the fuck happened but i accepted that we got fucked over and i'm not even just trying to make an excuse we did get fucked over and it was just it wasn't really fair what happened like i didn't my like me myself i didn't know if my exams are going to be online or in person until like two weeks before the actual exams and that's ridiculous and then there was this dumb rule about testing positive so basically i've i'm not sure if other i assume other in-person exams done it but basically you had to do a lateral flow before every single exam to be able to get allowed in so you had to um, show a negative result obviously you can just say negative or positive yourself but if for some reason it, it came up positive you weren't allowed in the exam and you're probably thinking oh fine then you just do it online or you do nah so basically it counted as you missing that exam and you'd have to do a reset in the summer that's how like fucked it was and that's how little sense it made to force these in-person examinations when really it wasn't really set up for that if you tested positive if you came in contact with someone even in the exam hall during one exam and then you went home and like contracted covid you would have to miss the rest and you're gonna have to you know reset them in the summer and it was just ridiculous such a stupid rule but yeah luckily i say luckily loosely you're like me and you in your second year so even if these exams don't go amazing even if they go utterly shite you um you would have you wouldn't have fully wrote off your degree that's what i'm trying to say like it's only semester one of your second year if anything you can use it as motivation moving into your second semester and then the year after that and stuff like that maybe another year if you've got it so like you can't really let it destroy your self-confidence because it is a one-off thing i hope it is a one-off thing it's just one semester of one year like there's gonna be support as well if you don't pass all your stuff so like say if you even fail one or you fail two i'm not sure exactly so you're gonna have to search it up on um like the manchester stuff they've got all information and they've got websites and links and stuff but i feel i think i think because of covid um mitigating circumstances can help you out a bit you know say if an exam didn't go your way or you know you've got a specific reason why you don't think you would have performed as well as you would have in a normal situation you can use mitigating circumstances they are a bit hit or miss but if you feel like you got enough like a good enough reason then they should be able to help i've never used it personally but i've heard it can be helpful at times so 
if in doubt, just see what you can do because you never know. You never know, honestly. I think they have been definitely more lenient. I know last year they were, you were able to have like 100% resets if you failed an exam. I'm not sure if it's the same this time, but just try it out, you know what I mean? But yeah, like like you, um, I know it might not seem it, but I, I know my results aren't going to be as good as they were last year. And like, I felt it as soon as I finished the exam. But once once you kind of get out and once it's been, what is it now? We've done them in like January. It's been, but the hell, it's only been a month. Felt a lot longer, but it has been a month. So by now, you do need to just kind of let it go and just feel like it's done. Do you know what I mean? I could, maybe I could have done better, but I did my best. Yeah, I've done my best. Maybe Mitzik can do some things, but in general, your results are your results. There's, they're not going to change drastically. You know, um, hopefully you get, like, enough to keep you going, but just try and learn from it. You know, I did some study techniques, and I don't know if they particularly worked well. A lot of my exams I got in there, opened the exam paper, and got caught out really bad, like, really really bad some topics got put on there and i was just i was not prepared for it whatsoever but it's all part of the learning curve do you know what i mean it's just these things that you need to experience it once to be able to learn from it you know granted that is what year one is for and to be honest that's where i'm coming back to the point where we got fucked over bad because year one is that experimentation year a lot of people's year one doesn't matter for that reason you know, you're kind of adjusting to uni life, you're a fresher, all this shit, but we just, we didn't have that, we weren't lucky enough. You know, I'm not sure if um, your specific degree works like that, but with most degrees, second year isn't worth as much as third year. It might just be like a 60-40 split or 75-25, but I think it's, um, it's never usually more than third year. Never usually more. So you can kind of... You know, take that with a pinch of salt. So even if you do bomb with, like, a lot of hard work and a couple of depression sessions in, like, I don't know, main library, blue two, should be able to turn it around. But, yeah, regardless, I'm going to wrap up here. I've been talking about this one for a while. But regardless of what anyone says, including that really negative voice in your head, you've done amazing and you've made the most of a bad situation. You have to understand we probably got fucked over Oh, sorry, we were probably one of the most fucked over, if not the most, um, years, like, in terms of the pandemic, considering that we started our fresh in lockdown during the pandemic, you know, constantly in and out of lockdown, and not even being able to go into our uni buildings, that's for the majority of students. It's easy to look at a piece of paper and say you're a failure, but you need to also think about everything else you've accomplished. You know, the challenges you've overcome, the emotional, social, mental hurdles you've jumped over. You've done a lot to get you where you are today. And it sounds cliche, but ultimately, what we get at the end doesn't really define how well our experience has been. Yeah, you can't really... You can't put that kind of stuff in paper. Yeah? Alright, I'm going to move on to the next one now. All my house suffer from chronic bitchlessness, bracket with malignancy. I actually don't even know what that word means. Apart from me, 
They all do absolutely niche in the female department and get zero action and have the audacity to try and make it out like I don't pull when in fact I'm shagging week in, week out. While they're probably listening and wanking to my hypnotic rhythm pounding, all they do is get with munters. Any advice on how to make them come to terms with the lack of female affection in their lives? To be honest, mate, it sounds like you've came to that conclusion for them. I don't think they have to think of much. Is it true, though? My first question, with very bold statements like this, my first comment is, is it true? You know, it sounds like... It sounds like it's big enough where it could split. The divide could be split. I would really love to, you know, I'd love to hear from fellow housemates, you know, the quote-unquote chronic bitchlessness sufferers, yeah? Because I would love for them to chime in on this discussion and see if you're actually backing yourself or if you may be just bending the truth a slight bit. Because I'm not going to discredit you. I don't know who you are personally, but it's a, it's a bold statement to, to come at me with with not a lot of evidence. That's not me suggesting you send me evidence. I don't want to see anything, any pictures. I don't want pictures or videos. I'll just take your word for it. Another point I do want to raise is um, quality over quantity. Hear me out. I mean, I'm not trying to... Okay, here's the thing. I'm not trying to objectify women, you know, as like a number. But here, um, as a, as an inclusive radio, you know, the most inclusive radio show in Manchester, I I respect everyone equally. Yeah, I have massive respect for any pronouns, any genders, any orientation. Huge respect. But if you're putting in subpar under a minute performances a couple of times a week, surely that's not better than a high quality, pleasurable experience a few times a month. Surely you've got to take the latter over the first one. But I weirdly trust the person who submitted this. Yeah, don't know who they were, but I feel like just the way they've written it, I trust them. I feel as though he's being truthful with himself and his peers. I mean, why lie? Yeah, why lie? If only, um, hmm, if only you guys had some sort of like chart, you know, to keep track of how well you've done with the ladies. It seems like that would almost solve most of your problems and would eliminate most of the discrepancies. Because you could just refer to the charts every time every time a discussion comes up, do you know what I mean? Say if someone's making a bold claim, you can just refer to the charts and go, there you go. The, the numbers speak for themselves. Facts don't lie. Stats don't lie. Pardon me. Do you know what I mean? It is, um... Just, just to finish off on this, it is a very weird thought that they're wanking along to the hypnotic rhythm of pounding. Like, what, what a beautifully written, but disturbing statement that is you know what i mean all right we're gonna move on to the the next one now um where is it here it is all right i love minge and mcdonald's hear me out this is what's written um nothing better than tucking into some meaty minge flaps than uber eating a fucking fat chicken mayo impeccable taste don't bang it until you try it <laughs> every week I get surprised slightly more and more about the things that get submitted. 
this one, it, this one's amazing now. I can't even lie. <laughs> Minge and McDonald's, a McMinge, if you will. It's it's taking the meaning of the Golden Archers to a whole new level. You see what I did there? I don't know. There's just there's something about the phrase meaty minge flaps. I'm sorry for repeating it, but there's just something about it that really doesn't sit right with me. It's it's a concerning image. I must I must admit. I mean, it does sound like the life. To be fair, it sounds like this guy is very content with his life. He seems to have his priorities in order, at least. You know, I just wonder if he's ordering the girl and Mackie's too. That's got to be in everyone's mind. You can't just, you can't just, you know, expect that girl to have sex with you when she doesn't even get a happy meal. At the least, to say thank you. Not even a toy. Yeah, not even a McFlurry. You need something. Um, Moving on. We're going to go into the last one now. We've done well. We've done well so far. Alright, let's see. So, last question. This is a confession. This might be the first confession we've had of the show. Alright, we're going to. Alright, honestly, if you go barefoot in the club, you don't need to worry about what's in the vaccine. You are an actual monster. A menace to society. Gives me the same fucking ick when your prime school teacher would make you do PE barefoot in the wooden halls. Fucking getting gravy and mash between your trotters was fucking disgusting. Still have flashbacks to this day. Couldn't agree more, to be honest. Especially, especially if you're a guy. But yeah, it's um, that was a joke. It's always, it's always the rough girls. Have you ever noticed that? It's always the really rough girls that are walking around the club. You know, middle of the club with the fucking Yorkshire toes out. You know, they got the hair on the knuckle of the toe. There's a couple of long black hairs there, and they're just parading around, like, they got their heels in their hand. I probably pissed in that exact spot, like, ten minutes ago, and you're trudging through there. Like, I don't get it. It's always the same girls that hug the bouncer on the way in as well. Always them same girls. They hug the bouncer on the way in, then they go order a vodka monster. Always. You know, like a tight O-poly dress that they just adjust every five seconds, and then they end up leaving... With some fella wearing an umbro cap, pair of Air Max, and those like you know those Adidas tracky bottoms with the three stripes on, the proper scatty ones, ugh, horrible. And then they continue to walk barefoot when they leave the club. Nobody's telling them. They just continue to do it. And you know what they do? They walk across like you know the roads that aren't like smooth tarmac. You know where it's like got the um, like the uneven ground where it's quite rough. They'll just. They'll just go through it. Like, them feet, they're, they're like, Tarzan toes. Do you know what I mean? Like, they've got, like, a layer of just grit on them. They, they just don't feel it at all. Fucking hell. You know if they went to, you know if they went to them kind of, you know them fish bars where you put your feet in? You'd have to ring, like, RSPCA. Because the fish wouldn't be able to handle it. Some say that's why you're not allowed to do them anymore. Because those girls caught wind of it. And got pedicures every week. But, yeah. They'll walk to Mackey's, yeah. They'll thud the way to Mackey's and then they'll order something scatty. Still in barefoot, something like a fish fillet. And then they'll just scran that. But yeah, um, major P flashbacks. You know, doing... I don't know if everyone related to this, but like, doing gymnastics. You know, with your, with your toes on show. Like, doing gymnastics, doing like, 
forward rollers onto them blue mats that have probably been there for about 20 years. They're probably older than I am. They've probably been around longer than I have. But it's good memories. It honestly is. But yeah. That sort of wraps it up. I have, I've just checked the thing then. I have got one more submission. One more confession just in the nick of time as well. They're lucky because I never usually check this. I usually just end the show. Oh, sugar. Alright, I'll read this one now. Jack, this is a confession. I don't want advice. I don't need it. But um, um, I just wanted to say because I need to get it off my chest. Recently, I live in a room where I've only got a sink. But the toilet is on a different floor to me. Many of time... There has been a motive going on and I've not wanted to interact with anyone. So I have proceeded to piss in a bottle in my room and then throw it out the top floor window. At first, it started as purely, you know, to counter my anxiety. don't know why he's put this kind of stuff. Alright, let me try and read it. So purely it started to counter my anxiety however now i do enjoy sticking my dick in glass bottles and i've got a voss bottle that i i've got a voss bottle that i repeatedly piss into and then i just pour it out my window um fair enough this person has definitely written this on the fly just to stick it in at the end of the show maybe hoping that not a lot of people are listening so what i'm gonna try and understand from is so basically it started off as you didn't want to interact with anyone, but you needed the piss. You didn't want to piss in the sink, so you pissed in a bottle, and then you threw the bottle out the window. But you enjoyed the sensation that pissing in glass gave you, so you made it a regular thing. That's weird. I think that is very weird. Just piss in the sink, yeah? It's... It's definitely not dignified at all. It's probably one of the most least dignified things you can do but you've just pissed in the sink pissing in a bottle that is proper festival like antics you know what i mean that is like long car journey where you can't pull over just i don't even know do you just enjoy looking at the color of it do you enjoy the warmth that it brings to the bottle so many questions so little answers but yeah I think um I think that does it for me, you know. This one was a little bit of a short one, but you know, we'll keep it short and sweet. I always like to leave the audience wanting less. That's kinda how I that's how I perform my shows. So I think that'll do it there. Thank you all for listening on this um on this late Monday night. I have been your host, Jack. I have known best. And I will see you all next week. Thank you all for listening. See you very soon. I'm going to play the jingle just as I fade out. Fade out, fade out.